So outside of working for, you know, these great organizations, I spent time at, at Hulu, at, you know, Ford Motor Company's agency of record. I was able to work with really unique brands like Stitch Fix, Glossier, um, and spent, you know, some awesome time at some startup companies as well. Gave me the exposure that I needed to see how to kind of run a business so that when I went on my own, I felt more confident in my ability to start and grow a business without, you know, kind of like stumbling through. Welcome back to the Empowered Leader Podcast. My name is Katherine Yazzie, and I'm joined today by Liz Bohr. Hi, Liz. Thanks so much for being Hi. here. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, on this podcast, I am really excited and eager to connect with other entrepreneurs um, and other women in business and hear people's stories about how they, you know, kind of got to where they are, because I know all of our journeys are so different. And it's all about that personal choice of like, you know, what do I want to do and what fits with my life? And I know Liz has some great insight to, to share with us about that topic. Um, so maybe to start off, Liz, what, what did you want to be when you when you were a kid, like, what did you dream of being as a kid when you grew up? Mm, well, first, I think when I was really little, I wanted to be a pilot, um, mostly because I get car sick. So I hate being in a car. So that was like my <laughs> little girl dream, probably. Um, I also grew up in a dance studio environment. So I had like dreams of being on Broadway. And some of that got fulfilled. I had a stint at Walt Disney where I danced there for uh, a few months in a oh, Christmas cool. show. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really ever imagine that I would be where I am today as a business owner and, you know, having a team that I'm managing and clients and students and all, all the things of, you know, what comes with being an online entrepreneur. I didn't really ever imagine myself as that. I grew up in the Midwest, so that wasn't really a thing that was taught in schools. You know, entrepreneurship wasn't really a conversation that I had in, in my household growing up for my parents. Mm. Um, I was more raised like most people in the Midwest are that, you know, you, you know, it's like U of M Central where there's like medical and hospitals and um, legal and all of those are really big, obviously automotive too, um, being in the Detroit area, automotive is really big as well. So those were kind of the paths that most people took either you go into healthcare or, you know, you become a teacher or it's really very corporate yeah. central. Um, so that was kind of how I was raised. And, and that's initially, you know, where I started in my career. And once I graduated, from university, it was, okay, now you go find a job. And that's, you know, the initial path that I took. Yeah. So it sounds like even when you were a kid, you know, you had this dream of being a pilot and then you had dance and, you know, the creative side of you. Um, 
but it sounds like you sort of approached your career and even college from that from that perspective of like logic and from corporate what's going to give me a career that is stable and um you know maybe like the norm quote unquote that Mm -hmm. I think so many of us grow up seeing and see as that path to security and adulthood almost Mm -hmm. um yeah I think for a lot of our parents especially like our generation um we they weren't raised on the internet like you know kids nowadays and you know that we have grown up on as well so to be able to make money from your home or make money online working with people all over the United States internationally, that was, that wasn't really like a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for them, it was just helping to guide me, my siblings and, you know, every, everyone that I grew up with guide us towards, um, a, a income path that we could help build a, a stable lifestyle and that we could, you know, build for ourselves. They certainly didn't, instill, you know, bad qualities or her, you know, corporate is not wrong. I loved my time there. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I think it's, it's the great path for, for a lot of people. Um, but I think, you know, just in looking at like how my generation was raised, it was mostly, and especially in the Midwest is mostly because that's what our parents knew that's what they did, you know, growing up. And, and a lot of times that gets translated into how you're raising your children and what's going on in the world. That was like yeah. being an online business was something very foreign um, to them. Yeah, totally. And I love your point too, of like, you know, corporate isn't all bad. I think, especially in the world of online business, you'll hear a lot of people, um, you know, talking about escaping their nine to five and, um, you know, a lot of people and, and like, there's room for everyone's experiences. Some people do not have great experiences, but some people do. And I, I would love to hear, um, about a little bit about your time in corporate, you know, what did you learn? What did you most enjoy about your previous roles? And yeah, why, I guess, why are you almost in that pro (laughs) pro corporate bucket or, or, uh, not a detractor, I guess, of that experience? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I started off um, my career at an agency. So I worked for uh, Ford Motor Company's agency of record for a a few years. Um, And so that was really where I got my start in, in agency lifestyle. And the benefit of working for a large company when I was first starting out was I had the opportunity to get my hands dirty in so many different projects because you're working for such a large company, you have the opportunity while the weight is not all on your shoulders, because as you and I both know, there's a lot of weight that gets put on your shoulders when you're building a business. There's so much, so many things that you have to do. You have to do everything in order to keep the lights on, to keep the wheels turning. Um, And so when I was just starting out, that was a very, easy way for me to learn a ton of new skills for me to have exposure to a lot of different areas in media 
um, because I worked with, you know, a, a, in a ton of Facebook campaigns, I launched a ton of, you know, I was running millions of dollars of ad dollars through these platforms for this massive company as a junior, as a junior wow. ads manager. Yeah. Um, and so I was able to like make mistakes that without the pressure of like having everything c- come crumbling down. Um, and so I think that's really why I liked starting there and then working for those companies that <clears throat> give you the tools and the people ahead of you that have been where you are and they are, you know, further along in their in their careers, they were able to guide me, help me, mentor me, um, and, and really be, you know, a leader for me to, to follow in their footsteps. Um, mm-hmm. and so outside of working for, you know, these great organizations. I spent time at, at Hulu, at, you know, Ford Motor Company's agency of record. I was able to work with really unique brands like Stitch Fix, Glossier, um, and spent, you know, some awesome time at some startup companies as well. Gave me the exposure that I needed to see how to kind of run a business so that when I went on my own, I felt more confident in my ability to start and grow a business without, you know, kind of like stumbling through it. We're all stumbling through it right. every day, <laughs> but I feel like it kind of gave me a little bit of a leg up. Yep. I love everything you just said. What I'm hearing a lot is just, you had that mindset going in, you know, even as a junior ads manager, someone early on in their career, like you saw the value in joining a really large organization where there were people you could learn from. And I love the point about when you work at those established companies, you have that opportunity to learn a ton of new skills and try different things without that pressure. I think that's huge because I know when I was early on in my career, I felt the same way. Like I specifically chose a larger company in tech because I wanted to, I wanted to see what it was like to, to be in that bigger organization. I knew that it would be a little bit more stable and that there'd be people there that could teach me things and just, you have access to that network of, of people and, and resources that you don't have access to when you're working alone or in a really small team. So I just want to highlight that because I think that that is like so important and that mindset too, of going into it being like, this is my learning experience. This is how cool is this, that I have this opportunity to do this. Yeah. And I think it's worth noting that at the time I didn't really know that all of those experiences were leading me to where I am now. But for those people, since entrepreneurship is a much more mainstream topic now that, you know, a lot of people that, you know, there's, there's studies going out now that of the percentage of people that are going into the workforce as, you know, going into corporate life versus starting their own company. I think there is so much to be learned from working for both. Like if you are listening to this and you're thinking you're trying to decide between what route you want to go, or if you want to leave your nine to five, there is no shame in one starting something on the side and having that security of a nine to five while you're learning to do it on your own so that you don't have to have all of that pressure on your, you know, brand new business. Um, and two, there's no shame in not knowing if you want to go into entrepreneurship or if you want to sell something on the side and just taking 
those steps or the next position or, you know, working for a different company that you might be able to learn a new skill from, have them be the foot of that bill to learn the skill and then, you know, see where it goes there. I don't really believe that we are in a state that you are, you know, we're not in a world anymore where you work at the same job for 20 years. My yeah. parents both have worked at the same job for their entire career, pretty much. Um, my dad's retired now, but like my mom still is, you know, working at the same job that she started at many, many years ago, but that's not the case for a lot of us anymore. Um, and so I think it's okay to take those experiences with you and just see where it takes you. Yeah. It's such a great point. People move jobs now, I think on average, like once every two years or something like that. And there is such a low barrier to starting something on the side and testing it out and seeing if you like it or like, you know, maybe you do it for a little while and you can always go back if, if that's the choice you make. And I think that's so important to, to remind people of is that like, it's your life, you can do what you Mm -hmm. want. And, and, and that we have that freedom and flexibility to go, to go back and try different things. So that's huge. Yeah, exactly. What was your experience like transitioning into Mm -hmm. building your own business, being an entrepreneur? Did you have a, was there like a clean sort of break where you left and went all in, or was it more of that slower, you started something and kind of nurtured the side project? What was that like? Yeah. So like I said, it wasn't initially like entrepreneurship or starting my own business or even like consulting wasn't something that I ever really pursued like passionately 100% when I started. So for me, starting something on the side or even like the idea of starting my own business was a little bit scary to me because to me, corporate was like, the way, the path that I was supposed to take. That's how, that's, Mm. that was my mindset. That was how I was, you know, supposed to be raised. So for so many years, I chased the the corporate ladder. I rose pretty, you know, high to the top. I was hustling hard to get the positions and the income that I wanted. Um, You know, I worked in sales for a little bit. So, you know, I was hustling Mm. hard to, you know, be really good at selling, you know, being really good at that craft. Um, But at the time, my husband, and he's still active duty military. So at the time we were looking at him being relocated for a new, he was getting orders to move across the country. At the time we were living in California, tons of jobs, you know, job opportunities um, for me when we were looking at moving there, the job opportunities were in corporate were, were way less. We were moving to a much smaller town. So there weren't as many opportunities. And then looking at those opportunities, they were either going to be for companies I wasn't super passionate about, or I would likely have to take a pay cut. And so I had the opportunity to start working on the side with a a company helping them rebrand, do some marketing. It wasn't even anything that, you know, the agency focuses on now, but it gave me a start. And really what it did for me was give me the confidence to try something on my own, to know that I could make money and income on my own without someone telling me, this is how much I'm going to pay you. Mm. This is how much I value you. 
So for me, <clears throat> excuse me, for me, it was, it was a really important step in taking me to, you know, where I am today, because I, you know, and for a lot of people, I think we first have to believe that we can do it in ourselves. I had at the time over 10 years of corporate experience. So these companies were paying me good money to work for them, but there was still a part of me that felt like, well, can I do this on my own? I still questioned whether other people would pay me to do the same thing, which is crazy to think about, um, but it's a scary step. And so for me, I started you know, on the side at first. And then um, when we were moving, relocating, I went you know, full in and have been 100% in the business ever since. That's awesome. I think that's such a great point too of it. And, and, and I so relate to how it feels daunting at first when you've, when you've had success in your career. And I feel like you learn, you know, you learn those skills of like, how do I get a promotion? How do I navigate my career within the bounds of an organization to get to where I want to go? And that, that pivot of doing it on your own, there's fear that comes up because it's, it goes from like, who do I need to connect with? How, how do I show my value within an organization to like stepping out on your own and saying, no, I have these skills. I have this value. And I love the story of just, you know, there's that one client and that first experience where you, you found that confidence and you saw, I'm just doing the same thing. It's just a, the form I'm doing it in is a little bit different. The mindset piece is so key and in, in having that belief that you're going to, and the trust in yourself that you're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think just taking the leap from having the security of a paycheck coming in no matter what, because, yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> in a salary job, you obviously, you know, you want to, you are, have a good heart. So you want to do a good job. You yeah. want to perform well at, your, at the job someone's paying you to do, but when you're salaried, you could just show up and get paid right? Like there's no true performance deliverable that like, if your campaign fails, they're going to fire you, <laughs> you know, yeah. where now if we're running, you know, Facebook and Instagram campaigns for a client and they don't perform well, well, that client's not going to come back because why would they pay for us to not perform well? Thankfully yeah. that doesn't normally happen, but you know, you still have that, that mindset and that doubt in the back of your head, like, will someone pay for this for an individual, what they would pay to have a company back backing that individual. Mm -hmm. I think that's really where the, the mindset piece comes in because you're, you're safe in the little bubble of a corporate name with a bunch of employees Yeah, because that, you know, a little umbrella is kind of securing you from a storm that could come with, you know, going out on your own. Right. But I think for anyone thinking about taking the leap or, you know, really wanting to go all in with their entrepreneurial journey is to know that you're going to figure it out. It's going to be okay. And you don't have to have it all figured out at once. You may not have the income coming in right away. But I guarantee if you commit to it, if you stay consistent, you'll figure it out. And that's what so many people, you know, have done before you. Thankfully, there's so much proof that it works. And, you know, I'm not sure what niche everyone that's listening to is in, but 
there's so much proof in every area of online businesses that it works, it's successful. And I think that there's a lot of power in just looking at those areas of proof to say like someone else has done this. I can do it too. I believe that I have enough skill expertise in this area. I can do it too. Even if you're starting on a smaller scale at first, you'll get to the level that you want to be um, if you're just committed to it. Yep. Yep. I love that. Those are amazing words of encouragement. And I love the point about kind of seeking out new people and, and almost building a new network. Um, there are so many people on, you know, Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever who are online business owners and who do share their stories so openly. And I know one thing I've definitely had to do in the last year is like sort of let go of, of, my old, you know, my old like persona almost of like being in tech and in corporate and, and stepping into this new side of myself and like surrounding myself with people who are now in the same new world that I am. Because I agree, like when you see those people who can talk about like starting with absolutely nothing and getting their first clients and blogging for a year or, you know, starting their podcast and having it, you know, when you hear those stories, you hear those success stories, it starts to feel more real. And and I agree that that can help you get that confidence of like, they did it, I can do it. And here's how they did it. And that's why I love podcasting. Cause I think that it's so cool to hear people's stories like this. And, mm-hmm. and it's so inspiring that no matter what your niche is, no matter what route you want to take, if you, if you look for it, you'll see the proof. And so I think that's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And something that you mentioned, I just want to hover over for a little, for a second here, because it helped me a lot. And those listening, it might be helpful for them too. And I just want to share this because it helped me so much. Hmm. Recently, I was uh, reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. And in the book, the book's premise is, um, you know, all about forming habits to, to, to either remove a habit or take on a new habit. But in the, the book, he teaches a lot about identity and something that you were just kind of sharing about was, you know, your identity of being in corporate, who you were, what your title was. And we can identify, you know, those, it's hard to remove those pieces of identity from ourselves because after so long of being the same thing, you identify as, your title in corporate, or you identify as an entrepreneur, or you identify as a mom or a sister or a friend, you know, we have all these identities that we take on throughout our lives. And when we're pivoting, it's hard to remove ourselves from that identity. So I just wanted to share that one, because it's a great book, but also two, I think that identity piece is something that can be so powerful if we can learn how to manage it because as a business owner, we don't have to identify, like my agency, my programs, my students are not my identity. If something happens in the business, it's not my identity. Sure, I'm going to handle it and take care of it. Or, you know, the growth that we're seeing in the business is because of the commitment level that I have shown to the business, the service that I have 
that I've offered to my clients, the results that we have been able to get them, but it's not my identity. You know, I am first and foremost, my own self. Yeah. And so I think that can be helpful for people that are struggling with, you know, transition and we're all transitioning all the time, whether it be, you know, transitioning into a new work life or transitioning into, you know, a new person, maybe you just got married and you're transitioning into being, you know, a wife, or maybe you just had a baby and you're transitioning, transitioning into being a mom and you left corporate to be a mom. I know so many people that I have trouble with that transition, but I think this identity piece is um, something that we can just, if we can remove it from who we are and just think compartmentalize a little bit more of like, that's just the job I do. You know, obviously we want to do as great job as we can in that role, but that's not all of you. You're not just this. You're not just a mom. You're not just a friend. You know, you are first and foremost yourself and the values that you have that you identify with yourself are first and foremost, the most important. And then if you want to go start a business or you want to scale your business or you want to go back to corporate or you want to do spend a a year traveling in the Caribbean like that's go for it right Right. (laughs) but that doesn't have to be your full identity yeah oh preach that is like (laughs) so big I have like so many thoughts in my head right now because um I know one thing I felt for a long time in my old job is just my so much of my sense of self-worth came from my career and Mm -hmm. that my career was always like that one area of my life where I would devote time and I would see the results right like I would like I had a very um it almost like it felt very linear like the more time I spent on my career the more I would like grow and opportunities came to me and it, it it became so much of a part of my identity because I was seeing success and it felt like something that I was really proud of. And, um, in, I think the, this idea of really like challenging yourself to compartmentalize more and say, before I'm a, you know, a manager or director or whatever, or before I'm a business owner, I'm Catherine, I'm, you know, I'm a person and this is what I care about. And I think even I can feel myself building my business now, everything feels really personal because I've, I've specifically wanted to like show up my business as my most authentic self. And so mm-hmm. it's a good reminder though, to like take that step back and say, if this business, there's probably going to be a point where I'm going to pivot away from it, or I do something different and that's totally okay. It has no mm-hmm. bearing on who I am. And mm-hmm my, and, and just being a little bit more like fluid in your identity and letting yourself flow from one thing to the next. And that, I think that's such a great point. Now I really want to read Atomic Habits that I think you're like the fifth person who's talked about it with me. And I'm like, I need to read it. (laughs) Yeah. It took me a while to read the book as well, but now that I have, it's, it definitely is going on my top list, uh, for people when they ask, cause it's, really he's just has like so many profound things that he shares in there that nothing like new but just the way he outlines it is so super helpful yeah for 
creating habits and also just like you said, reminders of things that we don't have to bear weight on our shoulders. Um, and I can relate with you too, when you kind of, when you're sharing about moving from corporate to starting your own, your own thing, because there are, you know, for so long, it's, you bear those identities of those yeah. people and you do spend so much time in your business or, you know, working. So it's easy to identify as that person. And especially in corporate America, you kind of are your title. You know, the culture yeah. is you gain more status yeah. as you grow up the ladder. So, you know, when we're transitioning to entrepreneurship, as you get more students or as you scale your business or, you know, sell more products, you could identify as like a person that hit a certain revenue level or sold a certain amount of products. But we have to rem remember that we aren't those people. We are just helping other people, serving other people with our solutions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so important. And I think that's also reading books like that or, or just making the time for ourselves every week is such an important habit to do to to spend that time in reflection and be able to take a step back because it's it's easy to start to become intertwined. And I know, mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of folks, especially over the last year with really our worlds shrinking, like, you know, being at home so much and, and a lot of folks working remotely, like we, be, we just become even more, I think, identified with the, the what we're doing on the daily versus like <laughs> remember spending that time really remembering who we are what's important to us and and bringing that into the mix just as much as like the stuff we get paid for and the stuff sure. that's on our LinkedIn <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. And, and for me entrepreneurship has been the biggest blessing of figuring those pieces out like mm -hmm. forcing myself to be more secure in who I am because I don't have a salary of someone paying me for, you know, X amount of hours. Right. I have to grow the business on my own. You know, I have a small team that supports me, but essentially the sales, the amount of people that we serve comes from my ability to connect with other people, to, you know, show, show our worth and get results for people. Um, and I think that is one of the biggest blessings for me that entrepreneurship has shown me is my ability to kind of courageously continue to step forward, even on the days that are hard, even when, you know, the, we're struggling through the messy middle part. And I think there will always be an ebb and flow of things are going smooth. And then you hit a messy middle part, things are going smooth. You know, you hit another another safu or another part that feels a little sticky to try to get through um, because I don't have those people or that big corporation to fall back on. I have to really rely on my own belief, my own grace in being able to continue forward. And um, for me, that has been a really huge like development point for, you know, me personally. So I'm mm -hmm. so thankful for this blessing of um, you know, being able to step forward into, um, this, this journey that I'm on. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And I already, you know, I'm still new ish to 
this new experience, but I already can tell like it's such a test of how well you can navigate uncertainty and keep yourself balanced and regulated because like just like you said like things are going to come up like you're going to have those moments where um you 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 may feel like things aren't working you want to try something new and and I think that's really the test is like how can we show up and and not not take that as a reflection of like oh we failed it's like oh we just need to make an adjustment and mm -hmm. try something different and keep ourselves in that even keeled mindset um, because it is just us and that feels really vulnerable when it's just us and it's our livelihood if you want that new experience if you want to grow as a person I don't think there's anything better than starting your own business to to kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone <laughs> and give you those opportunities on a daily basis to practice yeah that's that's a great point practice we're all just practicing Yep. And the more experiences yep. that we expose ourselves to, we're just practicing even more. That's such a great point. Um, and a, a really strong mindset, you know, to have going forward. And something that I've learned recently is that the goals that we set are, are only, you know, are only the path to help improve us. Mm. You know, so many people say like, oh, it's not the, it's not the goal, it's the destination. And I don't think I really understood that or felt it until recently. Um, because previously, you know, it would be, okay, once I get to this revenue goal, like, oh, clap your hands, good for you. Okay, then what now? Okay, right. just set a new goal. <laughs> you know? So I think for, for anyone that's listening or, you know, and, and it really helped me and that's kind of why I want to share it because we're all just trying to figure it out and we're all practicing on a daily basis to help improve us, to help get better at where we want to go or where we think we want to end up. And we might curve and go a different way as we're, as we're getting there, but our purpose is not the end goal. Our purpose is really just to evolve and continue to may be making strides forward, you know, every day to help us eventually get to where we think we want to go. But our purpose is not really evolved, wrapped up in getting to the end. It's really becoming mm -hmm. a better person, becoming a better leader, a better business owner, a better student, whatever you are working towards to work towards those things every day. I think a lot of people, especially when you get to like eight, 10 years into your career, you, you realize, and you look back at every goal I set for myself, you enjoy it for maybe, you know, you go out for a dinner or like you open a bottle of wine or whatever, but then, but then it's that thought of, okay, now what? <laughs> and I think that's so huge. And it reminds me of what you were saying earlier about like, you had no idea that when you started out in your career, that all those experiences would give you those tools to help you and prepare you to have the skill that you could bring into a business. And I think it's the same thing. Probably now we're going through the same thing. We just don't, you know, we have to be open to those possibilities of like, what is this teaching us? And that's the purpose. And I love that you say that, like, it's not just to get to that revenue goal or to get to that place where, you know, there's, they talk about like passive income and all this stuff. It's about like, 
showing up, getting better, practicing every day and, and learning, and then letting that really guide us to, to the next thing. And, and I think that that's, that's amazing. Um, I would love to hear a little bit about, you've talked a little bit about, you have clients, you have programs and students. Tell us a little bit about, about those offerings. Yeah, I would love to. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, So my agency, um, you can find me at lizboer.com, L-I-Z-B-O-E-R.com. The agency is actually named um, EMB Media for Empower and Build, but it's a a very long domain. So I just (laughs) use my... um, But yeah, the agency, we service online entrepreneurs, mostly females. um, And and that's just strategic because I felt like female entrepreneurs and, you know, people, creatives coming online had the biggest gap between knowing how to market their services. So I really wanted to help people like me, females, <laughs> um, feel more, you know, freedom, both personally and professionally by, you know, being able to create income from their passions. So that's really why I chose females. Um, so we service um, online entrepreneurs in, in a couple ways. One is we have done for you services for Facebook and Instagram ads, where we manage those campaigns on behalf of our clients. We also write uh, conversion sales focused copy. So that's anything from a landing page to a sales page to uh, long long email funnels that will you know sell a program. Those are pretty extensive email funnels. Um, but we write the copy on behalf of our clients uh, in their own brand voice and tone so that we, we kind of call ourselves copy chameleons. <laughs> so pride ourselves that we can take on the brand voice of you know someone else to make sure the copy feels really authentic and conversational to the client. So those are kind of the two big ways that we service um, clients. We I have a couple programs that I'll open at various times a year. Uh, that that teach these same services that we have on the done for you side, but they're group programs. So they're more affordable for someone that is starting out, but we get into the nitty gritty of doing things like starting your first ad campaign, you know, how to set those up metrics to look for uh, things like that. And and on the email side, we kind of do the same thing, break down uh, the format that you want to get conversions out of your email sequences break down the formats of what a funnel really looks like or you know how to write your sales page, uh, things like that. So those programs open a few times uh, throughout the year. And um, like I said, they're a little bit more affordable for people that are, are just starting out or DIYing or for service-based businesses that want to add an additional skill set to their business. Mm. So that's kind of, you know, how we service. I have a podcast as well that um, I had the the pleasure of having Catherine on as well. So um, I know that you guys will will love that episode with her. Um, It's called Marketing to Millions and mostly I hang it on Instagram. So if you ever have any market marketing questions, you can find me at lizbor underscore com com. And I'm always hanging out there. Awesome. 
Well, thank you so much for sharing uh, all that information and just everything in this episode. I feel like you dropped so much knowledge and I'm just so grateful to you, Liz. Thank you so much for the time. And I'd love to have you on for a part two and just go deeper into this stuff at some point if you're up for it. <laughs> awesome. Let's do it. Thanks so much, Catherine. It was a blessing to be here. I'm so grateful for you. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Empowered Leader Podcast. Follow along with me and the show over on Instagram at Look Within Leadership. And also on LinkedIn, my profile is linkedin.com slash in slash K. Y A S is in Sam. I stay tuned for next week's episode. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. 